Hey guys, Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations. Want to come and talk to you today about five types of people that are attractive to narcissists. Five types of people that attract those narcissistic, toxic, sociopaths, psychopaths that attract these people into your life on a day-to-day basis. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations. I'm on this channel as a self-aware narcissist. I know you don't hear that very much, you don't see that very much, but I'm on this channel with the aspect of being self-aware so that I can be able to tell people, this is how it is from my perspective. This is what I see. This is how I engage with life. This is what happens in my brain. Screwed up as it might be, this is what happens. When I'm able to answer people's questions, when I'm able to walk them through different things from a narcissistic standpoint, sometimes it gives people that closure. Sometimes it gives that people the honesty and the vulnerability of that they won't ever get from their narcissist, from their ex, or from anything that they've gone through. So I work with people on like a day-to-day basis. I work with them in one-on-one coaching. I work with them in group, group events or live events to try to be able to find them healing, growth, and change. Notice I didn't say hope. I'm not on this channel. I'm not on this platform to give people hope that if they stay in an abusive relationship, that it'll get better. What we've noticed is nine times out of 10, you stay in a relationship or you go back to that abusive relationship, it's only going to get worse. The level of abuse just ups, it just raises every single time. So once you get out of abusive relationship, stay out. Because if you go back, whatever level of abuse they were giving you to start off with is now the new baseline and everything else from there is free game. So be careful about that. So I work with people to try to guide them through breaking through the trauma bond, getting out of that addictive nature of, hey, I know this is a toxic relationship, but I still have feelings. I still want to help them. I still want that potential. I still think, you know, all these different thoughts that kind of go into the aspect of a trauma bond where you know it's toxic, but you still want to be with that person. As they get out, I help people go through the, the limbo land of really detoxing. And getting away from that addictive nature, those addictive chemicals, thoughts, feelings, emotions, everything that happens when you're being put into that relationship with a narcissist that has a very addictive mentality. At that moment, you feel like, hey, I'm at a point in my life where there's actually peace. I'm not with a narcissist. I'm not with an abuser, but I don't feel peaceful. And that's because those chemicals are still going off, the anxiety, the dread, the, the adrenaline, all this different type of stuff, and you're not sure what to deal with it. Oftentimes at this point, different relationships or quote unquote normal relationships feel boring because they're not adrenaline filled like they were with the narcissist. Helping people get through that is really crucial because if a person sits in that state for too long, they slide right back into the trauma bond. And you have people that bounce back and forth with this so often that they'll leave and they'll come back. They'll leave and they'll come back so many times with the narcissist or with a toxic person. As we walk through that, then I get people to the place where I'm like, hey, let's focus on clarity and vision. Where are you going in life? How are we going to get there? How are you going to feel fulfilled when you get there? What are the habits that we need to put in place to be able to continue that progress? What are the positive triggers we need to put in your life to help perpetuate that growth and that change on a day-to-day basis? What are the boundaries that we need to put in place so that you don't go back to that toxic person and so you don't get involved with another person that's toxic as well? We do that in those three categories, and then we help provide just an area of accountability and growth in an app that we have called the NARC app, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, NARC. 
go on to Apple or Google and you can be able to download the NARC app and on there you're able to commu they're able to communicate with a bunch of other people that have like-minded people that are on there trying to learn about narcissism trying to help improve and grow themselves so that they don't go back to that person people that are developing their boundaries that are tracking their no contact that are writing down their truth and that are interacting with other people on weekly lives and also monthly zoom calls to be able to help find that healing growth and change on a day-to-day -day basis go on there check it out anyways want to talk to you today about five different types of people that attract narcissists a lot of times people will be with a person with a toxic person and they start noticing over a period of time that they're in their own cycle they get to the next person the next person and I have people that come and talk to me and they're like I just feel like I'm a narcissist magnet I feel like I'm a toxic magnet because every single person all of my exes have been this They've been this way and every single time I don't feel comfortable with anyone else unless it's like them, unless it's that toxicity. And a lot of times they're confused of like, why does it keep happening? Like what is actually, like what am I putting out there? What is attracting this person back to me? Well, I want to talk to you about five different types of people that oftentimes attract narcissists. Okay. First type of person would be the person that's very empathetic. Okay. Now, a lot of times people term them as just empaths, but not everybody, you know, acknowledges being an empath. I'm just saying people that are empathetic, people that have empathy, people that have sympathy, people that actually take themselves and put them in another person's shoes and say, "Hey, I get how that person's feeling. I connect with what's going on. I'm crying at the news, or I'm I'm crying at someone else's pain. Different things like that." Empathetic people oftentimes can attract narcissists because they're going to come alongside and oftentimes give the narcissist what they're looking for. Give the narcissist what they want. So an empathetic person might come into the relationship and be uh, over loving, or over caring, might communicate and act a certain way that for the narcissist they're like, wow, this is pretty good. I'm getting all this from this person and I'm not having to put out as much as what I might with another person. Oftentimes empathetic people don't have solid boundaries. They don't have solid boundaries that are going to say no in different situations. These are the type of people that sometimes might overcommit to a lot of different things. Overcommit to even good things, but the problem is overcommit. So with a narcissist, if they start taking out all those things that they're committing to, they can be like, hey, you can focus all your attention on me. A lot of times the empathetic person will do that oftentimes. So anyways, number one is people that are empathetic. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. Number two, people that want to rescue or fix other people. Do you have people in your life where they're just like the fixers? They're like the people that you go to to be able to solve your relationships, to be able to solve the problems, and ultimately they help people get out of everything. It might be the people that you know you call when your truck is stuck or the people that you call when you're having a breakup or a bad relationship with someone else. But these type of people come into your life and they want to fix you or they want to help fix you. 
Well, when it comes to the relationship with a toxic person, with a narcissist, oftentimes these people that want to rescue or fix the other person come in and get taken advantage of. These are the people a lot of times that will come into these relationships and will get used and abused a lot of times for money. Money is probably one of the biggest ones where the narcissist will be in their house, you know, eat all their food, will, you know, live in an apartment, like whatever it is, and they won't contribute anything. They won't contribute a dime. Oftentimes these people are trying to be able to help them or fix them or get them back on their feet. And the narcissist isn't isn't concerned about that, isn't worried about that. They're just thankful that, hey, this person I can get attention from, this person I can get money from, whatever it might be. But they're normally going to try to think about, hey, maybe I can fix this person. Maybe I can love them more and it might work out. So a lot of times fix this person. Sometimes they'll do it with like favors. Sometimes they'll just try to stick with them. Sometimes they'll notice early on that, hey, the narcissist kind of gives this persona or gives this idea of being vulnerable or being a victim. And so like, hey, I think I can save that person. I think I can fix that person. So beware of that. A lot of times if you have a narcissist that looks vulnerable early on, they might be sharing a trauma or sometimes even a false trauma just to be able to get you hooked to make you think that you either connect with them or that you can fix that aspect in their lives. So second one is like people that want to rescue, people that want to fix you. And third one, overly positive people. Now with this aspect, it's people that come into life and they just see the life as very, very positive. Everything's great, everything's happy, everybody has good in them, and they view the world in that aspect. So as a result, they keep coming into these people's lives and letting them continue. Well, they didn't really mean that. You know, maybe they were just looking at it this way, and they're always gonna make these like excuses and kind of like change the narrative a little bit to be like, they're just a good person. They just struggle with this. They're just a good person, but they've been abused. They're just a good person, but they and the list kind of goes on and on. Oftentimes they want to give that person maybe another chance or they want to help this person, but they can't imagine like a world. They can't imagine that another person would actually be this mean, that another person would actually devalue another person. Another person would actually act like that from their intent, from their heart. So a lot of times they hold on to hope. They hold on to the idea of maybe this will get better because they can't really be that bad. They don't want to acknowledge that reality of what's actually happening. And a lot of times they end up minimizing the abuse that's actually going on. All right, this, <coughs> sorry, the fourth one is people that want to give second chances. These are the people that come into the narcissist life that are just going to keep giving them second chances time and time again. Oftentimes you'll see this from even like a religious background where people come in and they want to offer that forgiveness and they keep forgiving over and over and over again. But no matter what happens, the other person doesn't change. And all it does is when they give that forgiveness and the other person doesn't change and there's no consequences, there's no, no reaction to it, the narcissist then understands like, hey, now I have permission to do whatever I want, whenever I want, and all I got to do is just ask for forgiveness. And then it just moves on. These people will give forgiveness so many times that they won't acknowledge that they're actually in abusive relationships. They'll minimize it. They'll say it's something else. They might believe the good in other people, but ultimately they keep giving second chances that keep having them getting abused over and over and over. A narcissist will use your goodwill, your forgiveness a lot of times to keep manipulating. What you need to remember is if you're coming from a place of faith or you're coming from a place that gives second chances or gives forgiveness, I want you to understand forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Just because you forgive a person doesn't mean you need to stay in that relationship especially if it's abusive. 
If you're in that relationship and you want to forgive that person, that forgiveness really ultimately needs to come back and reflect on yourself. Because you're not going to be able to use that forgiveness to change another person or manipulate another person to do something. But that forgiveness really comes to the fact of like, hey, I might forgive someone or I might forgive myself, but that doesn't mean I need to continue in that relationship that ultimately is harming my health, my sanity, my emotional, every aspect of my life. Okay? Fifth aspect. Fifth one. It would be children of narcissistic parents. Oftentimes, these are very susceptible to be with other narcissists. The reason, the main reason why is because growing up in a narcissistic family or with narcissistic parents, they've gotten to the place where they've minimized the abuse or they've just gotten used to it. Narcissistic abuse for them is the norm, is what they've been used to their entire life. So as a result, they're going to be more attracted to a narcissist or a narcissist is going to be more attracted to them either way. But they're going to have that moment of, hey, this feels normal. This seems like normal to me. Because they've been used to the idealization, the devaluing, the discarding at times, the love bombing, the gaslighting, all those different highs and lows, the ups and downs, the cognitive dissonance, the push and pull over a period of time, that feels normal. And that feels what they're used to. As a result, they're going to continue to try to like prove themselves or to fix the problem or could be a plethora of different things that's going to happen. But that biggest aspect with it is feeling normal. If you've been in a relationship, if you've been in a upbringing that included narcissistic parents, narcissistic siblings, different things like that, you might want to take a close look at who you are now and how that affects you now because it could make you susceptible to being with another narcissist because you might look at it being like, hey, this is normal. So when you're looking at it, people at times that are um, empaths, People at times that are over, have a lot of empathy, that are overly empathetic, um, people that uh, just want to fix the other person or they want to rescue the other person from whatever uh, crisis is there, um, people that are just super positive and they want to view the good in everybody and they can't acknowledge that someone else might be doing something out of ill intent, and people that want to give second chances or that are always forgiving people, and people that uh, are children of narcissists or narcissistic parents. So five types of people that a lot of times attract narcissists. Hopefully this helps. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.